Welcome, Pathfinders, to find the Path Podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Where we're surrounded. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're surrounding it. No, there's those the four uh, witches oh, in right. the walls. We gotta yeah. get out of here. Hasty retreat into a bigger room. Was that? Yeah, bigger was, room was, feels was, good. Was <laughs> tactical retreat, you see. Not cowardice, tactical retreat. Oh, tactical, launching into yes. tactics before you've even gotten through the recap. The recap is bad. It's bad. Let's let's bad go. Bad stuff happened. Emma died. There's another bad thing happening. And we got to run. In case you haven't listened to the previous uh, 216 episodes. We're what are you doing? We've done some podcast. stuff. I'm, I'm wondering uh, why you're here. If That's strange. Um, interesting point to pick up. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, welcome regardless. Uh, they're literally <laughs> that person that reads the last page of a book and then goes reads the full book. You mean Jessica? That's me. Which is Jess, yeah. yes. That's what Jess does. Not, it annoys the heck out of me. I need to know where it's going. It's always interesting when people do that with mystery novels. Oh my gosh. Where they're like, I want to know who the killer is. I'm not going to, I don't want the suspense for an entire mystery oh, novel. I don't read the novel. conclusion. I read the last page. Even if the last page is nonsensical. The last page is like three words. You're just like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Weird. They all died. Okay, well, I'm not reading that book. Yeah, that's how I know not to sink time into something. I suppose to... <laughs> Jump back into things. When last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the Duat, now deep inside of the inner sanctum of Hakatep, had uh, breathed in some spores, which was bad, uh, traveled through a column of souls, which was good, uh, been dropped off into a room with a puzzle, which I think was neutral. That's fine. Uh, had eventually managed to solve said puzzle, allowing them access to the room outside where they had found another red door, barring their passage deeper into the crypt. And so instead, we're forced to go down a, a side path that had led them to a chamber, the Crypt of Kempathis, a name which had popped up a couple of times in relationship to the alchemist servant of Hakatep. Upon opening said crypt, you had found a pile of dust and teeth, uh, which you kind of dug through, uh, retrieved a couple of items, at which point it had exploded outwards in a maelstrom of uh, dust and teeth. Yay! Why is it always the teeth? I think uh, I think someone at Paizo or someone who writes these things has this whole phobia of teeth is what I'm going with. I almost said teeth. That teeth I think tooth. is uh, programming. <laughs> yes. Shout out to our Patreon. Yes. Shout out to our Patreon if you want to know more horrible what things the, what about the heck teeth. And teeth means. However, this man did not betray you first. Uh, in fact, he never met you before. <laughs> Very least, we left off as he had strength drained. I wanted to say it was Citra and Hollis. It hurt. It was me. I yeah, was very grumpy it was about it. Very unpleasant. Did not like. So, uh, yeah, honestly, I think that's the recap. How about we just jump back into this, shall we? Yeah, please. Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get initiative from the party. And I'll cue right, up a little sirenscape here. Sirenscape. Pocket sand. <laughs> pocket sand. Oh, that was, a, that was a classic pocket sand moment right there. Uh-oh. Hey. All right. Ooh, got a full list today. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolled a big old six uh, for a 13. Could be worse. Could Sudi be. Sudi Kantar. Sudi rolls a 19 for a 25. Very nice. Ooh, Sudi's on the ball today. I'm ready to run. <laughs> Masika of the Beckon. All right, Dixie Chicks. Uh, Masika rolls a 16 for an 18. Nice. 18's good. Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra rolled a 17 for a 23. Also on the ball. It's, it's pretty good initiatives there. I know. Usually I fumble the initiatives. 
Then we're going to find out these guys all have plus 10 to their initiatives and we didn't roll nearly high enough. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just our luck? That would just be our luck, right? <laughs> well, we can cuddle and dimension door out of here, if nothing else, so that we're not surrounded. Just love the way you said that, cuddle. <laughs> we may want to do that just because two and Citra are set up for the sneak attack and she can actually sneak attack this guy. Uh, if this thing is corporeal, I'm not entirely sure. No, she sure has what her incorporeal thing. Oh, no, you're right. You do still have those uh, today. This has got to be undead, right? <laughs> Who knows? I, I You'll mean, have to make some knowledge. Teeth. Let, let me put it I this guess, way. Yeah. I have never run this thing before. So. <laughs> Get oh, ready to find out. No. It is a well, wild then I'm ride. Try this it out. We'll find out. <laughs> well, we'll roll some knowledges, maybe. Indeed. First. <laughs> oh, those are atrocious. I see nothing wrong with this. I'm here for it. They sense a member of the Beckon outside and don't want to hurt me. <laughs> I mean, these are atrocious rolls. However, their modifier is great, so they're oh, still nuts. moderate. And then I'll do a quick roll off there. And two. When's the roll off? Good for two. Two for two. So combat begins again to set the scene. All of you gonna turn down that combat music just a smidge. Sirenscape plays a little too loud. <laughs> the four of you, five counting two, stand inside of this crypt, some 20 feet from one side to the other, 25 feet in depth. The crypt contains a single limestone sarcophagus, the lid depicting a mummiform male figure with eyes made up heavily with coal and garishly bright cosmetics adorning his cheeks and eyelids. He looks fantastic. The figure holds a mortar and pestle in his hands crossed over his chest, much as the, the crook and flail would be in the traditional Osirian uh, depictions of a pharaoh. Hey, at least it's not a bomb. It's true. He has a bomb in one hand. It's the circular <laughs> one with the whole thing. A bandolier of bombs. <laughs> Run. He has a bomb in one hand and the gun in the other, and you're just like, this makes no sense. <laughs> it's an alchemist it. gunslinger? It's so, it's so anachronistic. Guns weren't invented back then. I don't uh, think. Alchemist gunslinger. Oh, the, the tomb's walls are covered with hieroglyphs and scenes of studious men and women pouring over scrolls and mixing, boiling, baking, and burning various substances. Uh, again, you had crashed through the wall behind you. So the wall had collapsed inwards. Dust and mortar lay scattered all over the floor here. And a hallway stretches off behind you, some close to maybe 70 feet, before exiting into the large chamber with the four pillars that you had initially been transported into. Once you had lowered down the walls, you could have seen the full dimensions of that. You believe during your course walking down here that you had passed by four other false walls, two on the left and two on the right. And it had been from there that you had heard the uh, the approaching, perhaps uh, four wise witches, as Masika had been warned about during her divination uh, in the episode, the episode before last. When you'd opened this, you'd found nothing but dust and teeth, which had exploded outwards, scouring the area. Uh, Sudi and Masika able to resist this as two, as well as two. However, affecting Citra and Hollis, and then this had formed into this small, emaciated figure. I mean small, by the way, as a capital S, small. Emaciated figure wearing a headdress with glowing motes inside of his eyes. The entirety of his body seemingly made up of this dust. And his teeth in this form, at the very least, uh, resemble it to sharpened fangs lining the entirety of his toothy maw as he had screamed and cackled. Nice. Awesome. Love it. No, I mean, I don't love that he's about to get us, but... 
Yep, more accurately, he's about to get got because he materializes, screeches, and then we go to two who hefts and begins to just chop <laughs> wildly down it. He's Two's like, no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> Get no. back in there, get back in there. <laughs> go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah. I think he's angry, Two says in all of your brains before he starts chopping down. Uh, and you know what? Well, he doesn't know how good this guy's AC is and the guy acted in the surprise attack round, so he's not flat-footed. So he will not power attack for this first round. Uh, chops down with his first swing, which is a 28, which will strike his target. Go ahead and roll for all these. Swings a second time, which is a 27, which will strike his target. Get up, two. Swings a third time. However, that third time is with a natural one, which will automatically miss his foe. Bummer. However, it does hit twice. Oh, this is an easy way to find out if it's incorporeal or not. So for 21 from the first hit, 25 from the second hit, both of his swings slice down into this thing. The moment his blade meets resistance, the thing almost seems to explode into dust as his blade cleaves through, reforms as he spins around a second time and cleaves it almost in half before it reforms again, swings around a third time as the thing steps to the side and his blade slams with a thunderous retort off the limestone sarcophagus as his natural one misses. Uh, he does seem to have affected it. However, it does appear to be doing half damage. Yep. Oh, lovely. Taking us from two to the creature. Well, wow, crud. Oh, well, wow, crud. Kempathis cackles again. Yeah. It's not a sea cackle, right? He's not like some witch alchemist. You always think Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Jordan just wants them to be witches. I mean, it would be weird because he doesn't have his familiar. The figure darts forward, screeching out in Osiri ancient Osiriani over and over again. Free! Free! <laughs> as he rushes forward. <laughs> Not that we have anything to say about this. Uh, if anyone has combat reflexes, they may take an attack of opportunity. He's uh, actually just leaving. He's going to run for it. <laughs> no, stop it. I don't know if I care if he's just running. No, no, he's evil. We have to stop him. I mean, he's going to be uh, let loose I do in have the combat desert. reflexes, so I will take my yeah, attack Yeah, Sudi, you can take your attack of <laughs> Two is also swinging at him as he goes running forward. I get it. I Run, little dude, run. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Something about how Rick said that just was extremely funny to me. Um, so I roll an 11 for a 33 to hit him. A 33 will strike your target. Two will also strike his foe with a 30 even. Nice. I roll absolute minimum damage for nine whole points of damage. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's still four points of damage after uh, it's halved there. Uh, two also slices down, striking his foe, uh, inflicting 25 points of damage, which will still be 12 after the half. Masika probably just kind of blinks as this thing rushes by. I don't think anything's ever <laughs> run from We've us before. We've literally never fought anything that gets like, it's like, I'm awake. I'm free. Goodbye. <laughs> She probably just kind of blinks and looks at her over at Narmer, who's on her shoulder, and shrugs like, eh? <laughs> he rushes forward. Again, Two's blade slices across his back, managed to affect him. Sudi sees this thing dive forward. I imagine Citra is still sputtering up dust uh, from this initial blast. This thing drops down, shoots straight between Citra's legs as Sudi basically turns, does like a almost like a mule kick back towards it as it begins to move past him, clipping the thing. It rushes 30 feet down the hallway, turns back around towards all of you, opens its mouth. It does that uh, oh, no. Brendan Fraser mummy thing where the mouth opens down uh. to like the midpoint of his chest before he exhales a cone of dust, which rolls oh, over the party. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was not running fully away from the group. Uh, that will okay. me means I need a... It would have a, been uh, 
better if he just ran away. <laughs> yep. I mean, that means I will need a fortitude <laughs> save <laughs> from the party. Because oh, he gets free and he's out in the desert uh, doing is shenanigans. Is this a spell effect? Uh, this is an extraordinary ability. Okay. So no. It also has no other descriptors. Roll a seven for a seventeen. Hey, I roll a perfect 20 uh, for a 39. Klaus is still coughing from the first bone shards. Masika rolls a 15 for a 28. Uh, Citra rolls a 16 for a 28. Okay. So, Hollis, first off, (sighs) you take six points of strength damage, not drain. Oh, no. Six points of strength damage. Oh, no. It may just fall over. Yeah, that's problematic. Uh, as this rolls over you. I have two points until it equals my strength. Oh, no. Uh, so, yep, yeah, this rolls over you in addition to that. Yeah, we'll worry about that later. I don't like it when Rick says stuff like that. I'll make a note on here that you are infected. Uh, however, oh, lovely. I, it's got a one oh, no. day, you know, incubation period. So uh, I think that's beyond the scope of what we're dealing with right Why now. I feel like our epilogue is going to be a lot of us. And then you contract the disease. <laughs> We thought we were out of the woods yet, but no. Sudikantar. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know we said we were going to move into the larger room, and um, I'll get there. <laughs> I suppose Sudi, like, <laughs> probably having a hand over his eyes, goes, <coughs> get back here, and I'm going to fly and kick at the guy because he's actually 20 <laughs> feet away from me. <laughs> um, and get, You know what? I'll just make things interesting. I'll also get large because I need to do more damage to him if I'm going to have a chance. Okay. Hiya. You spin around, kick off the, uh, the limestone sarcophagus, fly across the distance. Fly double in like height, quadruple in weight as you, uh, actually I think you octuple in weight as you fly yeah, towards them. I octuple them. in weight. I am a big boy right now. Everybody just run through my feet. It'll be fine. Alright, here we go. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna full out attack Flurry of Blows. All the, all the good stuff. Alright. You launch yourself to the four. Attack. Okay, uh, start off with a 12 for a 37. 37 will strike your foe. That is 13 points of damage. 6 points of damage. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> All right, that's a six for I'm, a thirty-one. I'm pulling your own thing on you, where routinely when I tell you damage, you immediately go, "This is the actual damage." I know, but it's it's rude when you do it. Oh, I see. <laughs> but when I do it, I'm not a hypocrite. I swear. Thirty-one will strike your foe. All right, for twenty points of damage, so ten. Ten points of damage. Chip, chip, chipping away. All right, that is a thirteen, which is a thirty-three. Thirty-three will strike your foe. All right, that is twenty-one points of damage. Another solid blow. For another 10 points of damage. Okay, and then that is an 11 for a 26. I don't know if that's going to hit. A 26 will strike your foe. Yay! For 18 points of damage. Doing your Liu Kang kick. Kick, 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 kick. (laughs) You fly across the distance, slam into it, begin to batter down. Again, there is no resistance as you hit this. It's like punching your fist into a, uh, a curtain of sand. Oh my god, it's like you're in a kitty litter box. Yes, like a cat in a litter box. Oh. Digging like mad. Sudi's aiming for teeth. <laughs> yep. It's the only solid thing to aim for, so he's just trying to, like, get him in the jaw. Or you smack it in the core jaw. a couple of times, and you turn around and you start hitting the wall for no reason. <laughs> All cat owners out there know immediately yes. what I'm talking yep. about. Exactly. Yep. From Sudi, we go to Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra is going to acrobatics her way to the other side of this uh, uh, dusty alchemist. Okay. See how we do. I see we've abandoned the plan to get into the bigger room. 
We're working our way there. <laughs> You're going to get stuck in that hallway. <laughs> We're probably going to get stuck in this hallway. I mean, the fact that they're incorporeal and can just all fly through the walls after us. We're going to get... Are they incorporeal? We, we don't, don't, well, we don't we know. Well, we have no idea. Not until one of them goes. Uh, all right. Uh, that would be a 12 for a 45 to get to the other side of the Dusty Alchemist. 45 will beat him, his CMD, so you rush forward, dart past him, tumble into the flank. Uh, if it is pertinent, by the way, uh, Jordan, you could have rolled a knowledge religion to attempt oh, to know yes, something like pertaining to towards sure, this thing. Even though my knowledge religion is a joke. Also, if pertinent, two attempted it and failed the check. I roll a 10 for a 16, so I have no idea. You have no idea what this thing is. Everything is vulnerable to punching, so I'm punching. Okay, so that would be a... Uh... Not a great roll. A nine for a 29. 29 will strike your flanked foe. However, you know what? I'm going to rule that you can sneak attack this. Yay! So this creature is not incorporeal. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but it's not actually incorporeal. It is, in fact, amorphous. However, I believe you said the exact wording on that. That is with your uh, etheric strike, right? It says... Etheric strike with a successful sneak attack against haunts or undead. The Relic Raider mm -hmm. can deal her sneak attack damage as positive energy damage rather than physical damage. The additional damage affects undead that are normally immune to sneak attacks because of their lack of discernible anatomy. A Relic Raider can make this number of times day equal to her first one. This creature is undead, and it does have a special ability that normally makes it immune because it has no discernible anatomy. Oh. Ergo, I will say that this special ability does apply in this situation. Nice. <laughs> even though it is not okay. ethereal, because it never even mentions ethereal in there. It simply says undead that are normally immune to sneak attack are not. Thanks, whoever wrote the Relic Raider description for Etheric Strike. Yes. True. Apparently thinking about this weird who's <laughs> undead. Well, you know, he's an alchemist. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's get the calculator out. <laughs> Just de debilitate it to, you know, oh, I, the abyss and back. Okay, so with just my regular attack and my electricity and fire, that is uh, 19 points of damage. Okay. Rachel seems happy with a roll. Uh, there's a lot of sixes in here. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that'll be uh, 40 points of sneak attack damage. Ooh. And that wow. is positive energy. Positive energy. Get him. Let me double check the exact wording on his ability. Yeah, that's all going through. So nice. A solid, well, a semi-solid, an etheric blow, actually, the opposite of a solid blow. As your blade whips in, haloed by this bluish light, as your blade slices into the center of it. Sudi from the opposite side, it has that weird appearance as the blade goes in, almost akin to seeing like lightning inside of a thundercloud, where you actually can't see it, just the light that it produces. However, Whoa. its form seems to flicker and it screeches out. And, and he's uh, bewildered and disoriented. <laughs> okay. So I believe that is a minus two to, the group, uh, to his AC and to hit an eight to you. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that ability. Good luck to so the rogue. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Amazing. You just put a huge charge on your back. Will, and it's going to suck. It's, it's 17th level. Well, what, he's what not ethereal, do? so it's not going to... I think if he tries to punch you, it wouldn't be touch AC. Hmm? Depends on we'll what his ability out. is. If he has just a, a, a corrupting touch type thing, I mean, you just have to touch them. From behind into Sudi's right, a figure slides free from the yeah, wall. Yeah, just coming out of the wall. Oh, the being in the question is this lambient, almost sickly shade of green. 
haloed by this mane of hair that flows about her, wearing simple desert robes. Her face is a darker shade of green, but covered in lighter markings, quite resemblant to the facial tattoos that you have seen on the desert tribe akin to the Beccan. Like the ones Masika has? Like the ones Masika has. Her eyes are two glowing pits of just bright green light as she bursts from the wall, turns back towards Sudi, and reaches out one glowing hand towards Uh Sudi. I'll touch AC real bad, y'all. Interlopers. Why does everybody keep calling me that? Ah! <laughs> uh, actually, that's a, that's an atrocious we roll. That's only, that's only a 15 to hit Sudi. Woo, it misses me! <laughs> oh, thank goodness. He's like, oh, well, she's definitely incorporeal. From there, a second one emerges opposite the first, sliding out of the wall off towards Sudi's left, off towards Citra's right, as the two of them are facing each other. With Kempathis between them, she slides up into the five-foot square next to Kempathis, basically making this line of Citra, Kempathis, and then her, Sudi taking up four squares, and then the uh, the other ghostly presence only a few uh, feet away from getting inside of the room where Masika, Hollis, and two are. I, I say the three of you guys attack. get out of there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's getting kind of difficult for them to get out. Well, no, I'm saying the three of them can do like a dimension door and get out and get into the big room so that they can just shoot some stuff down the hall. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if Paula steps into the center of the room, she'd have clear line of sight and line of effect to dimension door. Yeah. She wouldn't be passing through any of the stone. The problem is I can't touch two unless I'm in that sarcophagus. (laughs) I, I climb on top of the sarcophagus. Oh, God, I can barely stand up. However, this one slides out, reaches out with an arm, basically as Sudi like springs back, his tail poofing up as he launches himself away from the first one. The second one glides out with a 30 touch attack as her arm reaches out towards Sudi. Yeah, that's going to be I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 All right. This gets interesting. real bad right now. Uh, I will need a will save from Sudi. Oh, boy. Um, Is this a supernatural? Is this a fear effect, enchantment, no, death effect, no, mind affecting? No, no. Negative levels. No. <laughs> Dang it. It's fire, <sighs> if that matters. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Uh, that is an 18 for a 35. Which is a nice. 35 will succeed. Yay! Uh, which is the good news. Uh oh. The Still bad probably does news hor- is. Horrific damage to me or something. Uh, you do take 22 points of fire damage as she Ow! grabs onto your thigh. <laughs> Flames roll up your body. For a second, Sudi's almost entirely silhouetted in fire before Sudi just kind of focus in and resist whatever magical effect is attempting to take hold of you. Uh, However, there's still a large burned hole in the side of your pants and your fur, the room reeking of burnt cat fur. Oh, gross. Okay, so they burn you. That's a new one. You will not reach the God King, says the second one, taking us to Masika of the Beckon. Looking down the hallway, Masika, there's a uh, Lambient Green Ghost, Giant Sudi, Lambient Green Ghost, uh, Weird dust, thing. dust Guy, and then Citra. Although you can only barely see Citra through the uh, the maze of other people. It's like, we already have a God King. We don't need another one. <laughs> True. Uh, Masika may make a knowledge religion also if she so wishes. You can make two if you like. Sure. I roll an 18 for a 34 on Kempathis, and then I roll a 14 for a 30 on the wise women. So Kempathis, 
you do recognize, although you don't remember much pertaining towards them. This is a rare being known as a bone powder ghoul. Well, that what? doesn't sound fun. That sounds bad. A ghoul distilled to nothing but dry, whispering sand and a full set of teeth, the mm-hmm. bone powder ghoul still hungers for flesh and blood. Its dusty mass is perfected corruption, entirely animated by foul energy. So he was probably a ghoul when he died because you can't make ghouls. You have to become a ghoul, like yeah. get infected. And then he rotted to dust in that damn sarcophagus and turned into this thing. The, the nah. bone powder ghoul is small and unassuming, a pile of dust and bone fragments that resemble a destroyed mummy or the remnants of a vampire burnt by sunlight. Unlike those undead, ghouls can achieve this powdery form through long starvation. Yep. The process mm. invariably takes decades. Which yep. is why so few bone powder ghouls exist. Few ghouls can sh- show such self-restraint. Mm. Even amongst ghouls, using hunger as a form of torture is considered offensive. His tomb was sealed by that own thing, that stuff that only acid can get through, so he was just literally trapped in there. So he couldn't break the seal with his own strength, yeah. Free! <laughs> That's why he's so excited to be out of there. I'd, I'd be, be excited, excited too. too. He's so hungry. <laughs> I'm <guy>. so hungry. <laughs> Give him a sandwich. Good gracious. No, he only wants blood. <laughs> well, dang it. Now we got to put him in the ground then. Give him a well, very rare in. sandwich. Yeah. Give him a very rare steak sandwich. Yeah. Uh, you are aware that he is a small undead and that's about it. You're, you're familiar with the process and it would seem that he's not in fact incorporeal. More along the lines of he's amorphous. Basically, he could flow through any cracks in anything. However, his tomb was sealed up with zero cracks. Uh-huh. For a split second, Masika kind of feels bad for him and then realizes he had to have been a monster in life to have naturally transformed into a ghoul before being buried and doesn't feel sorry anymore. It's one of those high-level alchemical processes he probably discovered how to turn himself into a ghoul intentionally. Or he just ate some flesh Mm. and died. Yeah. The other two figures you are a little bit more familiar with. These are creatures known as witchfires. When a witch dies with some plot left incomplete or proves too tenacious to succumb to the call of death. The foul energies of these witches sometimes spawn incorporeal undead known as witchfires. These ghostly creatures appear much as they did in life, although the grotesque undead energy that births them makes them appear young and attractive and wreathes their insubstantial bodies in a powerful aura of sickly green flame, a ghostly fire referred to as witch flame in local legends. Uh, they're often found with strings of will-o'-wisps um, in the immediate vicinity of witch fires and are typically, witch, uh, are typically led by the undead, uh, leading scholars to speculate that the creatures feed off the witch fire's flames and fury. You may ask two questions pertaining towards the witch fire. they have any weaknesses? Specific weaknesses? No. I guess special attacks. The things they're going to try to murder us with. Uh, first off, their touch as well as, uh, or their touch is covered in flame, um, as mm-hmm. Sudi has already experienced. Ow. Uh, the touch of a witch fire will basically blast you with witch, witch flame. They can do this either as a touch or they can sling bolts of witch fire from their hands. Uh, they function the exact same regardless, except for one has a, a range of 60 feet. Dang. Uh, secondly, witch flame is a uh, two degree contagious. Uh, In essence, when you're struck by it, you must make a will save, or you'll be completely engulfed in sickly green flames, much as the witch fire is. 
Whoa. This does no additional damage. It does function as fairy fire uh, and does cause the target to become sickened. While under the effects of the witch flame, the victim gains vulnerability to fire and takes oh. half much again, uh, 50% of damage from fire attacks of any sort, oh, including the witch so fire. Mean. That is so mean. This effect persists for 10 minutes. The supernatural flames can only be extinguished before this dura duration expires by break enchantment, miracle, remove curse, or wish. Wow. Uh, any creature entering the same square as a witch fire or striking it with a melee attack must succeed at a will save or begin also burning with witch fire. Ah, crud. Uh, even if the attack would otherwise not harm the witch fire because of its incorporeal nature. Wow. Well, that's really, really bad for us, Citra. In addition to this, <laughs> yeah. uh, at will, they can cast Dancing Light, Disguise Self, Ghost Sound, Invisibility, Pyrotechnics, and Ray of Enfeeblement. Once per day, they can summon. Uh, in this case, they can summon two Will-O-Wisps. Great. Great. <sighs> oh, and there's four of these things. That is what you know pertaining towards the Witch Flame. Or the Witch Fire. Sorry, Witch Flame is their ability, Witch Fire is their name. Witch Witch. Speaking of sandwiches. <laughs> oh, this is going to suck. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All those undead killing abilities you have would be really handy right now. Well, I only have one more sunbeam, and I'd like to save that for yeah. Hoptep. And I have sunburst, but I don't. But I don't need to blind you. And yeah, uh, yeah and uh, yeah. So um, I'm just gonna spend the full a full round casting call lightning storm. Okay. Begin to summon up some power of electricity. And she's gonna stare at this witch five feet in front of her. So uh, yeah, I'm Masika of the Beckon. Um, why are there four of you? This is now the there's time. only three. Why are there only three? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you why there are four. There's always been four. Interesting. How about you stop attacking us and we can have a conversation about <laughs> After it? After that flat conversation. No more burning, please. <laughs> so he's like, I'm on fire. <laughs> that takes us to... the bald pot spot now. Hollis Starkweather. Everything is so heavy. Uh, Hollis is essentially <laughs> leaning against the sarcophagus, like white knuckle to even be standing. Uh, all right. I'm going to move action, undo my sword belt, and drop. <laughs> Just so much weight. Um, <laughs> the scimitars and daggers and things. Let's go clattering to the floor. Okay, all right. There's a cluck cluck. Don't leave me, Hollis. I'm not going to leave you. You only weigh Can five you even or six lift pounds. Her <laughs> sugar butt. <laughs> we don't want sugar caught on fire. That's bad. No. Um, oh, she'd be rotisserie chicken. No, no rotisserie chicken, no! <laughs> I may have put on a little extra weight since I don't think I've taken a single step since we fought that genie that one time in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, At that's probably oasis. true. I got punched one time and I haven't left this satchel since then. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I figured you walked around at what night, a callback. Okay. <laughs> no, don't you remember? Uh, okay. I've been forcing you to take me out of here and put me on a velvet pillow every night. Oh, that's true. I get tired of sitting on this dang egg. It's true. I wish it would hatch. It'd be very handy right now. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> that would almost be the definition of Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> true. <laughs> Actually, no. Deus Ex Machina would be a god popping out of Narma's chest. Mm -hmm. Narma, do you have any gods in your chest? <laughs> can I just like would flop into the sarcophagus so I can reach uh, both of my compatriots here? 
flop on top of it. Just like, fall. Like, please don't make a climb check. Is it open? I thought it was closed. I thought it was open. I thought we just cracked it enough to see. I didn't think we pushed oh, the lid no. all the way Re off. Remember, no, two had to lift it. the entire thing oh, off because right. the yeah, we lid weighed a I don't mind if ton. I end up prone. I just want to flop there so I can reach my two friends and Dimension Doris to the other side. It's hip high, which means that it's a difficult terrain. Mm. Mm. So well, your just movement means it, isn't impaired, though, by low strength, Oh, uh, but right? she, she dropped the... I move the, action uh, or drop my sword, though. Uh, mm. What if you didn't drop your stuff? As I you're, as you're contemplating move. this, two has no issue. You just kind of hear a voice. It's like, feel free to go on without me. I have plenty of things I could reach from here. Oh, right. You're also immune to fire and stuff. Yes, have him kill the witch fire. Completely. <laughs> I'm going to five-foot step next to Masika. I'm going to look over at that alchemist real quick, just to see if I can know anything else about them. Okay. You can roll for the Witchfire also to see if you know anything in addition. He's oh, horrible, guess. Hollis. Everything down here is horrible. Well, he's basically a ghoul that starved to death. And yet somehow didn't I'm so die. hungry! Uh, Hollis rolls a 14 for a 44 to know things. A 44? You are familiar with the legendary Bone Powder Ghouls. Uh, you again know all the information uh, that I previously explained as far as the background information and all the rest of that stuff that I explained to Masika. Mm -hmm. With a 44, however, you may ask two questions pertaining towards the Bone Powder Ghoul. All right, I'm going to need to know those special defenses. It is amorphous. Uh, amorphous basically meaning it is not subject to precision damage or criticals, uh, as it does mm -hmm. not have any form of discernible anatomy. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, in addition to that, it does have channel resistance. Mm. Uh, it's actually got a channel resistance of plus four, so if you're going to try to channel this thing into oblivion, it'd be pretty resistant to it. Wow. Not something that this group can do. I mean, <laughs> high level undead. And finally, it, of course, is undead, which means it is immune to death effects, disease, mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, morale effects, phantasms, and patterns, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save that does not affect objects. Okay. And then uh, what are what are this friend's uh, special attacks? Oh, all right. Buckle in. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's that many? So first off, it does possess spellic abilities, although knowing like what its spellic abilities are would be a separate question, since it has so many special abilities. Secondly, the Bone Powder Ghoul is, again, amorphous. However, a Bone Powder Ghoul can temporarily assume a humanoid form. It does so by draining five or more points of strength from a victim with successful uh, innervation. Mm. Oh, dear, I have a form because of me. Actually, maybe In that's essence, okay. it can drain off life from other individuals to make itself solid. Uh, this I form see. is small, semi-transparent, but roughly the shape of a normal ghoul. It never lasts more than 10 minutes uh, per five ability points drained mm. before it collapses back into its dusty form. When coalesced, uh, it can manipulate objects and make physical attacks. Mm. In addition to that, uh, it is disease that does still carry uh, ghoul fever. So Sweet. it can still infect you with ghoul fever. Uh, in fact, you believe it can do that through almost any form of its attack. So basically the attacks that you've been subject to up until this point. So you might want to get yourself checked for, you know, if you start having a hankering for raw meat or something in the morning. Being an elf didn't help at all with that. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. Only with the paralysis. Mm. It also has a special ability known as Grave Dust, which is uh, its ability to breathe forth a cone of dust. Mm. Uh, it's yep. a 40-foot cone. Uh, all creatures in the area must make a fortitude save or take uh, 1d6 points of strength damage and become infected with ghoul fever. Mm. Uh, the bone powder ghoul gains temporary bonus to its strength equal to the total amount of points of strength damage it dealt. Uh, the bonus asks for 10 minutes per 5 ability points drained. Uh, in addition to that, 
It has uh, paralysis. Those that are hit by the Bone Powder Ghoul's physical attacks, if it is in a physical form, must make a fortitude save or become paralyzed. Uh, this functions more akin to the gas in the ghoul, as mechanically speaking, there is not an exception for elves for this. Dang it! Oh, just like oh, that. I'm not going to be close you to You know, I've always said if we were going to play undead, I'd want to be a ghost. Screw that. I want to be one of these. <laughs> right. It feels a little OP, right? In addition to that, my God. it does have an ability called Whirlwind of Bones, oh, which crud. is what you experienced when mm. you opened up the sarcophagus. Yeah. Uh, on the plus side, you are aware they can only do this once per day. Uh, at which point it can create a small cyclone of whirling teeth and bone fragments. All living creatures within 20 feet must take uh, 2d12 points of slashing damage, no save, and 1d6 points of strength drain. Fortitude negates. Mm. The only other thing I'll mention that may be pertinent is you're aware that it's breath weapon thing that it did. It can do once every three rounds. Oh, nuts. So all basically right. it's recharging. Great. Uh, you do know that it does have spellic abilities. You just don't know what they are. Hey, it can paralyze. Be careful. Uh, and then I lean almost my entire body weight on Masika and cast uh, Dimension <laughs> Which is door. funny because you're like three feet taller than her. Yeah, you're, just like, you're just like, okay, he's got this paralysis effect, y'all. Good luck. And there's like a purple flash of you stepping into a doorway. Yep. Masika keeps casting as this is going on. It's fine. Chant, chant, and I chant. put us essentially at the other end of the hall. All right. So you stumble into Masika, basically go, you know, look out for paralysis, gesture a hand over, and with your half push, half fall on top of Masika and push the two of you through a purple door as yep. you stumble out the opposite side. I got everything still too heavy. Uh. Yeah. So basically 10 feet into the room on the other uh, that you'd originally teleported into before mm -hmm. you drop the walls down from Hollis. Another ghostly figure emerges from the crypts gliding out, turns to glance in the direction of Masika and Hollis. No. Turns to glance in the direction of Citra, <laughs> glides over to Citra, and extends uh. a hand to the rogue. I should have put resist energy on everybody. <laughs> oh, that would have been there, nice. I can't get to them. Yeah, that would have been very nice. So, reaches out with a 26 to hit the rogue's touch AC. Yeah. Very well. I will need a will save. Okay. That is a 12 for a 23. A 23 will just barely save oh. as you resist the okay. witch flame effect as the uh, they, it rolls over you. Uh, it would do 28 points of damage, but I believe you do have fire resistance. I do have a 30 fire resistance, yes. Apparently it I need to get out of this fight and let nothing. you and two take this down. <laughs> <laughs> a fourth witch, the fourth of the four wise witches. I still don't understand why there's four of you and now there's only three. I agree. There's four is too many. Did y'all do something <laughs> bad? The woman glides out, just kind of shrugs. Here. They worked for Hakatep. Well, so oh, did Chisisek. He did some bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, did some bad stuff himself. Um, yeah, she's going to glide up towards Citra because she's not aware of Citra's fire resistance. Yeah, she's like, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> Look, there's a good chance one of you guys is one of my ancestors. Can you stop trying to murder my friends? No, sorry. <laughs> uh, glides up there and strikes out at Citra with a 28 to hit your touch AC. Yeah. I will need a will save. All right, let's see. Okay, well, that was higher than 12. That's a 16 for a 27. A 27 will succeed as she reaches out her arm 
grazes across you. Despite that, it's still 34 points of damage, so four points of damage after your fire resistance. Rude. Man, if Citra had felled that will save, that would have been six points of damage. We go to two. Two whistles. Two steps over the sarcophagus. Just like Riker maneuver one swung leg over the top of the sarcophagus. (laughs) And then keeps striding his way forward. Uh, And so he's not stuck on that thing. He's going to go ahead and move up into the flank with Sudi. Yep, any of his attack magic's mostly just fire. Lots of flame strikes and fireballs. So that's not going to really help. Oh my help god, in this he's going to fireball Hakatep and it'll be beautiful. <laughs> uh, so he'll actually go ahead and stride his way, just basically stepping over the top of the sarcophagus. Uh, he'll extend a hand. Is Sudi good? Uh, I am not. I am lawful neutral. So please do not holy smite me. How are All you right. not actually, good? Actually, holy, holy smite allows for reflex save, right? How well, is Sudi not good? Yeah. That's a good point. Like, how? Because are- I'm a monk? No, that's but I mean, like, your actions throughout the game this game. show yeah. that you're good. I have uh-huh. no idea, to be honest. I just never updated it. Sudi's been faking it this entire time. She's like, everyone wants me to be nice, so I, otherwise I'm I just... I posit that Sudi is lawful good, not lawful neutral. Hey, if the GM wills it, I can be lawful good. <laughs> I have always thought Sudi... Every time you say Sudi's neutral in my brain, I'm like, what? It, it does not compute. I'm, I'm not going to get into a debate over Sudi's alignment right now. So uh, he will go ahead and target past Sudi and drop a Holy Smite, consuming the three witches, Citra and Kempathis. I believe Citra is good. I am indeed neutral good. Striking four, and that will be 21 points of damage. I need to get saves from them first. Now, Kempathis gets a 14, which will fail. Yay! The first witch fire gets a 19, which succeeds. Second witch fire gets a 19, which succeeds. Third witch fire gets a 15, which fails. Hey, two failed. That's actually pretty good. Uh, this is a corporeal source still, but it is not physical damage, which means that all of that affects uh, Kempathis, because his amorphous nature just gives him resistance to physical attacks, not area effects. Kind of like a swarm. Well, that's something. Um, so those three are blinded. Woohoo! Suck it. Okay. From there we go to Kempathis. He blind. And he's not incorporeal, which means he can't go through the walls. But he has been recharging his breath weapon. Yeah, but it's three rounds. It's only been like one. Yeah, it's only been one. So we have a bit of time to try to get him down before he tries that again. All right. So Kempathis will. Wish he was still in his sarcophagus, even though it's awful. No, he doesn't know fear because he's undead. Yeah, but he can still acknowledge he's in a crappy situation. It's true. I don't know if he can acknowledge anything besides I need a I need a steak. I need a really raw steak. I'm so hungry. Uh, he <laughs> will go ahead and. Uh... The fact that this is a halfling for some reason just makes it. It even makes it a hundred times funnier. It makes it a hundred times funnier. He'll go ahead and materialize, which he can do as a free action. He'll go ahead and make an attack at Sudi. Okay. So he's a big old target. I'm a big blind? old target. It's true. Fifty <laughs> percent blind. blind though. Yeah. 73 will get through the mischance. That is a 30 even to hit the monk. Which will not hit me. You step back out of the way as the creature lunges forward. Do that thing where I look back and make sure my tail isn't going through the witch fire behind me. (laughs) Do me a favor and uh, everyone give me a perception roll. Okay. Oh, mother. I noticed nothing. I rolled a one for an 18. No, a one for a 20. I roll an 11 for a 38. Uh, I roll a... Nine for a 30. Um, I roll a 17 for a 24. 
the creature steps back and to all of you vanishes. Ah, he casts invisibility. Sudi, you can still feel the vibrations. So he gets for making himself solid. Hollis, you can't see him. Hmm. He's not invisible. Uh, Before we start getting into too much conjecture, conjecture, he has hide in plain sight. (laughs) So he can actually make stealth while observing. That's hilarious. That doesn't make him invisible to trimmer sense, so you can still go, well, he's there. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think he's outside of my echolocation, too. (laughs) Uh, Yep, he's just outside of the range of your echolocation. Oh, that's funny. That's fine. It's all fine. Taking us from there to Sudi. Uh, You are flanked by two flaming witches. Uh, Yes. What's up, my witches? Um, (laughs) All right. So he's hidden in plain sight, but I still know what square he's in. Correct. You may make an attack with 50% mischance. Yeah, 50% mischance. All right. I'm (laughs) going to go for broke and just try to hit him. I don't want to hit the witch fires because they're going to burn me. All right. With my natural attacks and such. 51 to get through the mischance. That is a... Just barely. Yeah. That is a 15 for a 40. A 40 will strike your foe. Hey, go. Punch, punch. Yeah. For 17 points of damage. Your fist slamming home, dealing full effect since he has materialized. Oh, because he's solid now. Okay. Oh, hey, yeah. That's nice. Uh, I, I will see Sudi punching the same <laughs> square anyway, so she's going to go for it. Uh, I, mean, uh. I roll a uh, 17, which gets me a 37. A 37 will strike your foe. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use an etheric strike as well. <laughs> okay, that's uh, 18 points of damage for the regular attack. Okay. Oh, this is the opposite side of the spectrum from the good one last time. And uh, 26 points of sneaky attack damage. 26 points of damage as your blade rams into him. Another pulse of white light bursts as the creature collapses finally into true ash and dust falling to the Sweet. floor and Yay. disintegrating. Yay. I guess Sudi can feel this with his tremor sense. And it's just like, hey, you got them. Good job. Oh, great. <laughs> she says, looking around at the others. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to punch a witch fire, which seems like such a bad idea. I will right. target the one that's blinded um, in front of me. Um, okay. So, hey, I don't have to make 50% mischance. So there's that. That is true. Wow, that went far. Okay. Excuse you. Uh-oh. It's gone forever. I've lost my dice. Huh. Well, I rolled a two, uh, which is a 27. A 27 will hit your blinded foe as you bring your fist down and slam it into her. All right. Uh, that is 17 points of damage. All right. And uh, go ahead and make me a will save. Yep. All right. That is a 14, which gets me a 31. A 31 will succeed. All right. You retract your fist. Yep. Punch again. Again, that weird thing of like punching a fire elemental where it's like, I'm not technically taking damage from this. (laughs) Uh, Glad I'm not taking damage from this. Uh, So that is a 11, which is a 31. 31 will strike your foe. Really? What is up today? Okay. uh, For 18 points of damage. Another... Powerful hit as you slam down. Again, still doing half, so nine for that. I assume I have to make another will save or no? Yep. Yep, I roll a natural one for an 18. Very well. I'm on fire. And Sudi becomes right oh, in green flames. Oh, no. That's really bad. 
Uh, so as you retract your hand back uh, again, the the flames roll over you, and for all the rest of you, he's just silhouetted, illuminated by these green, Ooh. flickering flames. Well, that's not. Does good. it do any fire damage to me? Immediately. Uh, no, nope, but you are now vulnerable to fire. Great, great. Uh, you also um, gain the second condition. Okay. Well. All right. Great. <laughs> that will great. last for ten minutes. Okay. Great. <laughs> all right. Fine. Um, <laughs> this is unfortunate. All right. Last attack because I can't be more on fire. I assume. <laughs> no. Ah, that's terrible. That's a four for a nineteen. A nineteen will strike the blinded <laughs> witch fire. Well, well okay. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what? There's at least that. That's consolation for being vulnerable now. She's not wearing plate mail or anything, so <laughs> she's pretty pretty vulnerable here. Uh, so okay, so I hit her for nineteen points of damage. All right. Continue chip chip chipping away. End of my turn. So Sudi slams down over and over again, bringing us back around to Citra, who has uh, two witch fires behind her and which one witch fire in front of her. Uh, two of them recoiling from the blast of holy light that two just unleashed. Uh, one of them recoiling from the repeated hits from Sudi, although it appears that her flames have spread to the living monolith. Yep. Well, uh, before I get started, uh, everything undead within uh, 30 feet of me is going to go ahead and take six points of damage. All right. Corporeal source. And I don't know if we're going to be fighting any more incorporeal things. Theoretically, it's the last guardian and Hakatep, according to my yeah. divine or no, my, wait, we my don't divination. Know what the guardian is or the state of them, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. But you are fighting incorporeal things right now. <laughs> yes, yeah. these are incorporeal um, things. I'm gonna go ahead and five foot step into the flank, mm. even though you it don't puts have me to. She's blind. Oh right, I don't have to because she's blind. Uh, and then <laughs> I will go ahead and pull the second kukri, and we're gonna just two weapon fight this out. Yeah. Um, Very well. Well, let's go ahead and uh, start this off. We're not starting it off well, but uh, she is blind, so there's that. Uh, so that is a 25 for the first attack. Rolled a 7. <laughs> a 25 will strike your foe. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and just go ahead. And do I assume that the fire will do nothing to her. I'd be more impressed if it did something to her. You would. Uh, you would be correct. Okay, so I will not roll that. Well, at least it doesn't heal her or give her haste or, oh, you, know. Yeah, you know, all that fun stuff. <laughs> all right. So that is uh, 14 points of just regular attack damage. All right. And that is uh, 27 points of positive energy damage from the etheric strike. A good blow as you dive forward. Nice. Your kukri slices in, slamming into her side. There's a pulse of white light that rolls over her. All right. Gosh, I'm suddenly rolling like crap. I roll an eight for a 21. 21 will strike she your is, blinded foe. Yeah, I was going to she say she's blind, blinded. So there's yeah. that. Let's go ahead and use up this last etheric strike and just see how I do. Go for broke. Be 15 points of regular attack damage. All right. And that will be 36 points of positive energy damage. Very well. Mm. Still going as you oh, retract God. your blade from the second Yikes. hit. All right. You can just regular stab her now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is not going to be as good, but you know what? It's I'll take what I can chip, get. Chip, chip, chipping away like I do. Stab, all stab, right. stab, stab. Uh, all right. So that's, uh, I flip-flopped that. I rolled a 13, which gets me a 21 again. 21 will strike your foe. All right. No sneak attack, though, which makes me so sad. 
Uh, that was 11 points of damage. All right, still going. Of course she is. All right, offhand. <laughs> Here we go. That was a good roll, but I can't critter. Uh, that would be an 18 for a 36. 36 will strike. That is uh, 6, 15 points of damage. Chip, chip, chipping away. Okay. You're up to right. six attacks now, aren't you? Yep. So... <laughs> Put me to shame over here with only Freaking four. two up and fighting. <laughs> it would be a uh, nine for a 22. A 22 will strike your opponent. Get him. Get him. It'd be 12 points of damage. That will put her back in the grave okay. as your yeah. blade Yay. slices through the center of her mass. She dissipates in a scream and a burst of flickering green fire as it rolls up towards the ceiling before disintegrating to nothingness. Now there's three. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I think you still have an attack remaining, do you not? Oh, I do have one, yes. You know what? We'll just backstab. Maybe I can surprise Rachel's this chick. Rachel's been sitting on that, that comeback for so long that she forgot about her extra attack. I, I was, was so excited. a little bit. Don't judge me. It's an 8 for a 16. I don't think that's going to do it. you got to have a good quip. got to have a good quip. A 16, unfortunately not even blinded. Yeah. Oh. As you whip back around, slice back at the uh, the other blinded uh, witch fire, too which busy takes us to... <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Citra is just so happy with herself. There's a cheer from uh, from far behind Citra as Narmer is like, "Yeah, I got that." Anyway, <laughs> I understood well, I that reference. Alice is just like, "We all got it." I'm just so tired. <laughs> I I feel kind of bad about this, to be honest. I mean, sort of, because you know. Anyway, it's complicated. <laughs> well, they're not trying to burn you yet. Might change your mind then. <laughs> they are evil and dead monstrosities, so. There's something with We're that. We're returning them to the desert. Yeah. Think about it that way. I doubt they'd want to be undead monstrosities. Nope. Also, their bodies are probably still inside there somewhere. It's probably just like a green ghost, like lady floated up out of it. And was like, ah. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I imagine it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, this other green ghost lady says, ah, and then attacks Sudi. Great. Gonna do a little incorporeal touch damage here. Hello? Like that is yes. a natural one, which will automatically yes! miss her target. <laughs> Amazing. He's on Witchfire and everything. Ah, amazing. Yeah, and they only get one attack per round. Oh, even more amazing. <laughs> However, yeah, here is not a good place to be. So yeah, it glides into the wall off towards her side. Shoot. Yeah. From there we go to Masika of the Beckon. To answer Hollis's question that she asked in real time like six seconds ago, but in actual mm. time like almost 20 minutes ago. <laughs> well, when a... Uh, when one of the wise women dies, their apprentice takes over for them. So their apprentice. Oh, did one of you not have an apprentice? Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> <laughs> you, the one that's not blind. Did you have an apprentice when you died? Yes. Did all of them? Did all y'all? This is a very odd line of questioning for when we're trying to kill each other. But She's trying to learn about her heritage. You say uh, as you try to stab to kill them. Us. <laughs> All right, so Masika finishes casting Call Lightning Storm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blast the blind one. They can make a reflex save. Hollis watches they to see will. if electricity works. They will roll poorly. Uh, that <laughs> is a 15. Oh, we love will that. a 15 save? No. Okay. Um, I do 21 points of electricity damage, which is halved, so... Yep, corporeal Ten. source. However, a, a blast of lightning does stream down. Striker doesn't appear to be resistant or anything, or vulnerable for that matter. 
Citrus, imagine, recoils back some as this streak of electricity basically bursts out of the ceiling, carves into this thing. Smokes off the floor, this flood of ozone stings your eyes. Alrighty, so um, I will blast her again. Get her. She'll roll again. Uh, that's an improvement, but not a great improvement. Uh, that's a 21. Yeah, no. Um, I do 18 points of damage with that one, so she'll take nine. Another nine points of damage as another bolt streaks down from the heavens and slices into her. Yes. You move action if you'd like to take it. Um, I'll stay here. All right. Taking us from Masika to Hollis Starkweather. All right. Hollis, uh, move action takes off her pack. Uh, okay. <laughs> still leaning on, on Masika, who's really nice cane height. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaning on her headdress. <laughs> yep. And then, I like uh, that she's taking the time to lean on Masika, despite the fact that she has a defending quarterstaff. I do, mm-hmm. but the quarterstaff can't catch me if I fall. I don't know if Masika would, but Norma might try. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, lightning worked. Uh, Hollis is going to reach out a hand and throw a lightning arc between the two that I see right here. I mean, Narva okay. does have a strength of 10. He's pretty... Uh, oh, okay. For his he's, size, he is surprisingly strong. <laughs> yes. Um, they both get reflex saves. Uh, that is a 14 for one and an 28 for the other. Okay, well, one passes and one fails. Okay. Okay, it also sets fire to anything in between, but like, eh, they're right next to each other. That will be 59 points of electricity damage, half to the one that's saved. All right. As so lightning 59. between them. Half of that would be 29. And then half of that would be 14. Math. And Citra nearly gets blinded again as a third <laughs> bolt of electricity in less than six you seconds goes streaming across this hallway. All right, it's I'm like good. having a fight in the Emperor's throne room. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I'm afraid this pyramid will be fully operational. Uh, from Hollis, we go to. <laughs> Oh God! Who's the actor who played, who played the uh, the emperor? Because oh my God, I suddenly want him to be Hawkinson. <laughs> oh. no. no, 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 no! We already cast no. him. Recently, it was was it Ian McDermott? Guy's great. Shoes up the scenery. From Hollis, we go to the blinded witchfire. It will go ahead and uh, since Citra had all, all the audacity to stab her, <laughs> uh, attempt a blind attack at Citra. 56 to get through the mischance. However, that is only a 20 to hit your touch AC. No, it does not get me. All right. Nice. Nice. She will then uh, glide into the wall. Rude. The remaining one glides her way forward, provoking attack of opportunity from actually Citra and Sudi as she closes on the flaming monk. Get him. Or get her. I roll a 7 for a 32. I roll a 9 for a 29. Uh, 32 and 29 will both strike your foe. All right, I do 20 points of damage to her. 10 points I after half. I do 14 half. points of damage. And seven. And I will need a, I apologize for this. Um, I didn't remember it at the time, so I'll just go ahead and go for this now. I do need a will save from Citra. Technically, I would have needed, I think, six will saves um, <laughs> last round against the Witchfire every time you stab oh, them. Oh, Lord. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're using yep. a manufactured weapon. Okay. Uh, I roll a 13 for a 24. Okay, that will save. Uh, she glides her way forward and extends a hand towards Sudi. Great. That'll do. That Uh-oh. is a 30 to hit your touch AC. Yeah, that'll hit me. I'm on fire. Mm. Oh, I don't suppose I can use the uh, the corollary ability to step up called step back, step back. You don't know me like that. 
So that would normally be 28 points of damage. However, due to the witch fire, that brings that up to 42 points of fire damage. Ow. As she grabs onto you, flames coat over the side of you. As again, it feels like you're covered in oil at this point as it just burns all over. I'm really uncomfortable right now. Taking us from her, we go to two. Uh, Two might want to delay because I plan to get on the other side of Citra. How? Probably by provoking an attack of opportunity. Uh, yeah, if you think that back to two, then two will go ahead and delay his turn. Yeah, I'll think that back to two. Good idea. Get closer to the healer. <laughs> also, this. You're, you're looking pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Sudi is down almost 100 hit points in like two attacks. Jeez. That's pretty bad. Ouch. Um, yeah, uh, not having that DR10 really hurting him right now. Um, okay, so, <laughs> uh, so I can make an acrobatics check to, uh, get to the other side of her without provoking. Correct, you will need to, uh, Add five to the DC of that, since you do have to pass through her square, since okay. you're not small enough to move around her. Uh, okay, so let's try this. Um, I got a 19, so let's see what we get here. Really kinked. Um, it's possible. It is 13. Uh, I roll a 13, so that gets me a 32. Uh, then minus five is a 27. Technically, mechanically speaking, uh, it's added to their CMT. But oh, okay, well. It's the same number. Yeah, it's it the same matter. number, and it is a failure regardless. Great. So, uh, Great. unfortunately, yeah, you uh, you do fail, which means that she does get an attack of opportunity of what she will take. Great. Great. That's a poor roll. However, she's still hitting touch AC with a 21. Oh, that misses. Yes. Uh, regardless, though, um, if you attempt to move through an enemy's space and you fail the check, you lose the move action and provoke the attack of opportunity. So you don't move is the problem. Yep. Uh, which is uh, a You problem. could attempt it again. <sighs> Jeez, that was already a pretty good roll. The problem is, is you're, you're forced to move through space because of your size. Yeah. Ah, crud. How good is two at acrobaticsing? Um, not at all. Yeah, probably not at all. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll, I just imagine he barrels go, through things. I'll go for yeah. it again and see if I can't, if I can't manage to make it work. Um, all right. Time. She may not be able to do another attack. Who knows? Well, that's what I'm hoping. One, I'm hoping for that. But two, I will still not move. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, all right. Okay, that's a perfect 20. Yeah. 39. 39. You you tip to make your way forward. Her, like, hand darts out. It's not even necessarily that you fail the check. It's just that after the sheer burning sensation, you are so leery of touching her <laughs> that you kind of hop back. She lunges forward, and then you just leap forward and do, like, a combat roll over the top of her before... Uh, nearly smushing Citra, but still managing to tumble past her down the hallway. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Kasudi is so big, he does like he does one of those action rolls, like he's going through the window. <laughs> yes. Oh not my. to keep uh, not to keep harping on this point, but if you've ever seen a cat navigate across a cluttered table, where it's just the feet going in all the individual <laughs> little places, to Sudi's try to got find really a way good past. footwork, you know, monk. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Sudi does reach the opposite side, uh, taking us from Sudi to two. Uh, two will go ahead and take the charge action, so he'll uh, rush forward across the entire distance. Uh, close on the thing, heft swing, power attack. Nice. Ooh, if only. Uh, that is a 40 to hit, which no. is a threat, but unfortunately cannot critical. Oh, well. Hey, you know what? It's still a hit. True. And this thing can't take any fire damage from his flaming uh, Kopesh. Take a bunch of physical damage. Yep. So that's still 35 points of damage as the Kopesh swings down, slices into her. Uh, unfortunately, that's only 17 after the half damage from a corporeal source. Mm. 
God, Incorporeal is basically the best defensive. It is seriously the best defensive uh, ability, hands down. Taking us from there, uh, technically speaking, that did trigger Citra's uh, opportunist if Citra wanted to take it. I would like to take it, even though I can't really do much right now. Uh, I roll a 10 for a 30. A 30 will strike your foe. That will be uh, max damage I can do, which is 11 plus 6, which is 17 points of damage. Still a good hit, and I will need a will save. Forget the ability once, shame on me. I think. <laughs> I roll a <laughs> I roll a 14 for a 25. A 25 will succeed. <laughs> uh, after two, we go to Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra's going to slide over five feet into the flank with Mr. Two. All right. And they call him Mr. Two. <laughs> Full on attack, I guess. I don't really have any other options. Yeah, I mean... Oh, but this is going to suck. Get ready to make a lot of will saves. I'm bound to fail one of these will saves. (laughs) Unless the dice are on my side. All right. That is a 12 for a 30. A 30 will strike your foe. Here, let me just roll all of them and just see. Okay. Okay. Uh, That is an 18 for a 31. That will hit. That is a 3 for an 11. 11 will not hit. Okay. And then that is an... 18 for a 36. 36 will hit. It is a 6 for a 19. 19 will not hit. And a 2 for a 10. Will not hit. So it looks like so three hits in there. Three hits? Yeah. Yeah, three, three hits. Four? Three hits. Okay. Yep. All right. And uh, go ahead and roll me those will saves. Uh, first one is a 14 for a 25. 10 for a 21. Oh. And a three, four, fourteen. I'll stop you there. Yeah, I was oh. going to say the twenty-one actually failed also. So oh. unfortunately, you are wreathed in the uh, yeah. in the witch fire. Dang it! Which, under normal circumstances, Rachel would be thrilled with because she does love her witches. Yeah, and these witches have not cackled. It's true, not at all. Not yet. Stop giving Rick ideas. <laughs> <laughs> they are giving you the non-magical evil eye. That'd be eleven points for the first attack. Chip. Eight plus five is. 13, 13 points for the second attack. Chip. And 13 points for the third attack. Chipping away. So, Citra, you spring off to the side, step into the flank with two, and begin to slice wildly into this thing, beginning to Ginsu with your twin blades. Uh, unfortunately, half of the the opportunities, the attacks in there um, do miss, probably with some... Uh, some hesitance as you recoil, like step back to try to like shake the flame off your arm before you see it crawling up your arm and uh, yeah. and across you. She's sitting there like this feels curse like. From Citra, we go to. Uh, all right, this lady's gonna slide out the one at the end of the hallway that had uh, initially attempted to hit Sudi, and I think Natural won that. Uh, slides out, attacks out at two. <laughs> Another big uh, striking with a two for thirty uh, with a thirty to hit. Uh, the flames roll across Two's leg as he kind of looks back, shrugs, and keeps going. <laughs> as she kind of looks down, looks back up at him. Ah, Two's <laughs> the best. Bring us to Masika of the Beckon. Two looks across the distance and gives a solemn wink. <laughs> Try to imagine a what a solemn wink looks like. Wink. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm so confused. Did he just have dirt in that eye? <laughs> I was going to say, he has dirt in the eye. <laughs> Hollis. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have wildly inappropriate thoughts like if I wasn't married, I'd make a pass at the Birdman? I really don't. 
Okay, just me. Okay, good to know. I just don't think um, things have gotten bad about this, people. Right? Like, <laughs> yes, oh, okay. yes. I'm whispering this down to Hollis. <laughs> I'm sure it's normal, but it's just not my deal. I do think that about books sometimes. Mm. I mean, you could really love a book. Yep. Anyway, Masika so, moves so, so forward. glances back, wreathed in fire. <laughs> just the most judgmental living monolith look at you. Don't look at me. I know you've got a girlfriend over there you ain't written to. Masika moves forward and casts heal on Sudi. <laughs> yeah. Sudi gave me 150 a hit points back. She can't understand me, but I can understand being attracted to a big, strong, hawk-headed beefcake. <laughs> oh, Sugar says that she understands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Sudi uh, basically gets the reset button pressed as he heals up for, I think, 170 points now. 50. It caps off as 15. Oh, it caps. Yeah, that's right. It does cap at yep. 150. Which puts me the back heal, to full. Mass heal will go all the way up. Mass heal won't, but I, ah. yeah, I'm saving that. Digging us from Masika to Hollis Starkweather. Hollis leans if on If you have another staff. one of those electric arcs, feel free. It I don't two. have another electric arc. <laughs> uh, also, I can't. Well, I mean, I kind of see her. She's behind a lot of stuff. Uh, Hollis is just going to lean on her staff, which is not nearly as comfortable as Masika, and uh, cast Look, magic tell Sudi missile. Not to get hurt if you want your like Masika like lean to back. It's fine. It's fine. Magic <laughs> missile. Chat I like finger guns weakly at the one I can see in the middle. Cool. Five missiles fire out, streaking across the distance to slam into the witch fire. Uh, so that is 16 points of magic missile damage. Force damage. Fully affecting as it slams into her, uh, rocking her back, although she is still going. Sugar, you seem too, you right? I feel like you'd like him. He's a little too uh, bald, if you get my meaning. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> From Hollis we go to, like a man with a big feathery chest. Uh, that takes <laughs> us to these little witch fires. Glide, 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 pop. Uh, as the witchfire pops out behind Masika, uh, uh -oh. reaches out a hand towards her baby, dis very, very distant grandchild and attempts to kill her. Rude. Rude. Uh, that is a 30 to hit your touch AC. Ooh. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is laughable, but I will need you to make me a will save. <laughs> I think you've got like a plus 24 or something to start with. <laughs> I only have a plus 20. Uh, okay, I roll an 11 enough. for a 31. All right. I wish I had things at plus 20 for saves. <laughs> so uh, fortunately, you're not affected by the witch fire. However, you do still take 28 points of fire damage as her hand grazes across your back. Yikes. There's a surprise shout from Narmer inside of the bag as it passes through the bag. Spider. Om nom nom. I'm pretty sure she's like a radiation monster. That sounds terrible. <laughs> mm. You know what the half-life would be on a radiated mechanized construct? You say you bathe me in a radiation every day. Well, it's true. It's very low level. It's safe. What's a half-life? Also, <laughs> talk about it after the fight. <laughs> Sudi, we're just making conversation. It's fine. Uh, let's see. The next witch fire, which has been getting the crap stabbed out of her, will go ahead and turn her attention to Citra. Great. We'll reach out to touch the rook. God. Uh, that is a 17. Nope. Nice. Right. Glides off into that wall. Rude. Sudi Kantar. All right. Uh, well, they bad touched Masika, so Sudi's going to full out attack the one that uh, attacked we Masika. We don't like it. Yep. <laughs> Do not like great. it. Feeling, I'm feeling like I have a plus two to my attacks now. Uh, okay, so that is a 12 for a 37. 
37 will strike your foe. 20 points of damage. Slamming home for 10. That's a natural one. Natural one will automatically miss your target. Good lord. Uh, that is a 4 for a 24. 24 will strike your foe. Nice. All right. Okay, that's 18 points of damage. Continuing to beat the crap out of this creature. All right, and then a 16, uh, which gets me a 31. A 31 will strike. All right, for 20 points of damage. Still going. I'd be really doing great if they weren't incorporeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd be doing phenomenal. Oh, I'd be doing so much damage. That brings us to two. He'll go ahead and uh, hold his ground there, spin on the spot, heft and swing at the one that sprung out from behind him, and go ahead and throw in that power attack again. Let's see. It's a moot point whether or not he gets covered in fire, so I'm not going to worry about that. So that's a 30 to hit. Follows that up with a 27 to hit. Follows that up with a 28 to hit. So 38 points of damage from the first swing. God, that was a good roll. Mm. Power attack, Get man. 36 from the second and 37 nice. from the third. Good gracious. As he begins hammering down over and over again. Wow. Power attack, man. It helps. Chop, chop, chopping away, although she is still going. She uh, probably would not have been if she weren't taking half damage from all of this. Taking us from there. Uh, everything undead near me takes another six points of damage. Yeah. Okay. The one inside the wall has full cover, so... Six points of damage to the other two, though. I feel like two's got it handled. Because <laughs> he's yeah, immune probably got to their the one stuff. that's going after Masika, because two like, is literally immune to everything they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So Citra is going to uh, move, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Well, but Masika, I don't think, is going to stay in the flank. Sudi's flanking. Oh, that's true, because you have the reach. Yeah. Okay, so Citra is going to acrobatics into the flank. All right. Okay. I rolled a 16 for a 49. A 49 will succeed as you spring forward, tumbling ahead, hop back around into the flank against this thing. I probably will not hit her with a 28, but maybe. A 28 will strike your foe as your blade nice. whips around and cleaves into her. All right. Nice. 12 points of damage. So it'll be six points of damage, destroying the witch fire as your blade cleaves yeah. into the back nice. of her. Nice! The creature dissipating in a halo of green flame. Okay, so then there's one in the wall and the one next to two. Yep. Uh, the one next to two, attacking two seems to do nothing. So keep doing it. Maybe you'll eventually get through. <laughs> yeah, perseverance. Yep, uh, perseverance. We'll glide into the wall, however, is taking a move action, so two will take the attack of opportunity for that. Sweet. Mm. If only it could critical. Uh, that is a 19 on the die, so that is a 40 even. And he's still uh, Which will attacking. strike his target. He's still cleaving down for 32 points of damage. That's pretty low nice. for him. Get her. Still going. She glides into the wall, springs back out next to Sudi, and reaches out towards the monk. Great. God, I am rolling. Come on, garbage rolls. So poorly. Woo. Uh, I mean, it's still a 17, but I don't think that that's going to hit That's a miss! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> As she springs out of the wall, reaches out. Uh, Sudi, not being able to trimmer sense them or anything else, but nope. incredibly Whoa. familiar. An, an echo of, of his previous connection talking to the stones, like, look out from you know, next to Sudi. <laughs> he springs out of the way. From there we go to Masika of the Beckon. Uh, the one that just tried to kill you is gone. And there's not any 
one, the other one's still on the wall. Yep. So there's just the one on the other side of Sudi. Yeah, between me and two. Yeah, lightning was good. All right, well, I am going to move back away from this hallway of <laughs> ghost spring attackiness and stand I'll next call to the Hollis. hallway of green death. <laughs> and I will call a lightning bolt down on the one that is trying to catch Sudi on fire. Yep. So you spring back, extend a hand, a fork of lightning bursts from the ceiling, striking down at it. It will reflect save with a god. I'm no, hoping I'm getting all these bad rolls out of the way now before you guys get to Hakatep. Uh That's a 16. <laughs> no, that doesn't save. Um, I do 21 points of damage, so 10. Nice. Blasting it with electricity. That's the end of my turn. From Masika, we go to Hollis. Yes. Um, this hallway Hollis. to the house on the borderland. Yep. Uh, Hollis just finger guns down the hallway again with another magic missile. Very well. You extend a hand, blast reason. off another magic missile. I was going to say, it's too bad you're not standing next to me. I've got all these things, uh, 19 more scrolls that we can get. <laughs> well, mine do a little bit more than those do. Um, yeah. 18. I know. <laughs> 18 damage to them. Wow, Slaying nice. the creature as Whoa, the magic missile shred nice. through her form. Wow. Yeehaw. Uh, do you want to use a move action? I'll move action, lean on Masika again. Okay. <laughs> Masika lets out a sigh as Hollis leans back on her. The okay. remaining witch bursts from the wall <laughs> next to Sudi and reaches out a ghostly green hand. Ah, hey, hey. Here we go. That is a 29 to hit Sudi Kantar. Oh, yeah, that's going to touch me. All this right. going to hurt, y'all. So uh, that was actually a pretty poor roll. Uh, so that's 20 points of damage, so 30 points of damage to the monk. Um, Ow. As the flames like writhe this. over you, taking us from the Witchfire to Sudi Kantar. Ah, hot, hot. Sudi just kind of looks down. In for, in for a <laughs> copper, in for a platinum, and punches down. <laughs> okay. Very well. <laughs> you can't get more on fire, I guess. Oh, you can get more on fire? Why Why you put that out there in the world? Um, So that's a 10 for a 35. Uh, Wait, a, no, I'm not flanking, so 33. Uh, a 33 will strike your foe. I'm sickened. Six, six uh, 18 second. points of damage. A powerful hit as your fist slams through her forearm, although, again, still incorporeally going. Yep, that's natural one. Natural one will automatically miss. Uh, so, so quickly retract your hand. 13 for a 31. A 31 will hit. For 16 points of damage. Blasting it into oblivion as you Ooh, slam both of your nice. fists down on top of her and her form disintegrates. All right, so call lightning storm will last for 17 minutes. Um, we so, best hurry. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm just keeping that in, just have, just saying to keep that in, you know, mind. Okay. Hollis flops on the ground. Everything's so heavy. Masika boops you in the head with her staff. Oh, okay. And All right. Like Citra goes to retrieve your <laughs> the stuff you've been dropping. Pause for healing, real quick. Hollis collects all of her items. Oh, also, I might be a ghoul tomorrow, but we can deal with that when we're done. Wait, what? That thing can make ghouls. It's a whole thing. That's fair. I mean, you might honestly, you know, have absorbed all sorts of spores inside of you, too, so. No, no, the the thing she used to get rid of that would have gotten rid of that, right? Now she just oh, has okay. to worry about a ghoul not being some sort of weird fungus ghoul new type of undead. Oh, well, if I was going to be an undead, I'd rather be a unique talk, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> How about you just don't be an undead at all? Well, I mean, obviously that's the goal. Oh, but she could live forever with us. <laughs> I'll us? find a different magical means. <laughs> yeah, me and Shooty. Technically, I don't age anymore. So 
when I die, you're going to ditch me for Sudi instead of staying with like my children and other descendants and teaching them the ways of magic. I can do both. <laughs> can do we, both. we have a very special bromance because of all the time that we have spent collecting rocks together at night when all of you are sleeping. Sudi like puts out a fist to like fist pump an armor. <laughs> ah, fist pumps. <laughs> when we're done with everything here and we're ridiculously rich, I need you to get me some some fish flippers of teleportation and then I could just teleport to Sudi's place and I can go back to the tribe. I can do both. I can do it every day. I could surprise Sudi in like awkward situations where like he Please opens don't. up a cabinet and suddenly I'm there. <laughs> Please don't. I have an entire plan. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Sudi. Um, yeah, I can't stop him because at this point I'll be dead. So, um, Masika shrugs. <laughs> Look on the bright side, Sudi. It's only forever. <laughs> it's a good thing I like him, armor, or else this would be a problem between us. All right, well, Masika looks kind of sadly at where the, fa- the plaster doors are. I really don't want to break into their tombs, so we should probably scarab door. Yep. All right. Masika will hand Sudi the scarab necklace because she sure is not putting it in that door. Fair. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sudi, conscious of the fact that he has used his last embiggen uh, ability for the day, will go ahead and pop it in there. You didn't All save right. that for the last fight? Uh, no, I was worried that it would have more ability to do uh, strength drain and drain everybody. Ah. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel I feel like I'm going to be flying a lot in this fight. Oh, so. and being big is hard for that. And being big yeah. and flying is hard. That is true. Sudi, you make your way across the uh, the room, all of you leaving this hallway of death back behind you, uh, leaving still in place the tombs of the four wise witches, as you're aware that witch fires do not have rejuvenation, so there's nothing you need to do to their bodies or anything to stop them from coming back. You cross across the distance. I can assume only just through uh, through repetition and uh, and years of experience now. Well, not years. Yeah, Repetition months. A and, few uh, months. And months of experience <laughs> that's, waiting that's for... That's the crazy part, y'all. We've only been doing this for a few months. Hey, I've been doing <laughs> yep. this kind of thing for a long time. Not this specific waiting time, Waiting for, for Citra's nod. You know, the all clear kind of mm. nod. After which you place the scarab to the door and the block slides nearly soundlessly with just a soft click, 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 click sound of clockwork engineering in the walls down into the floor, revealing a hallway some 10 feet wide. The walls here covered still in the hieroglyphic prayers that you have seen everywhere. Gilt in gold, which reflects off of the surrounding walls and down across the floor with the light from two's lambient wings. The hallway only goes forward a distance of some 10 feet before turning at a 90 degree angle to the right. All right, so it should be the last defender and the waters of forgetful. Where the Mystico pulls out this sheet of paper. Did you forget about the waters of forgetfulness? Yes, you must transverse the last defender and tra- overcome the last defender and traverse the waters of forgetfulness, <laughs> which I've already forgotten about, apparently. Well, that's on brand. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit ironic. So I mm. guess we'll round this corner and just see what happens. Making your way ahead, the corner takes a sharp right. You step forward rounding this corner, following it to the right. The passage stretches ahead for some distance as you follow it along some perhaps almost 50, 60, 70, 80 feet before eventually you exit into a massive chamber. Human figures wearing royal accoutrements drive a pair of chariots towards one another in the paintings that cover the floor of this large chamber. A row of massive 
pillars in the center of the room support the high ceiling some 60 feet above you. The corridor exits into this room and distantly around the edge of these pillars. As you step into the room, you can see that the corridor continues mm. into what appears to be a, a tunnel of passage some 20 feet wide. Although even from here, you can see that it is a broader passage filled by water that heads out of the eastern mm-hmm. edge of the room. A golden glow comes from the direction of that passage, complete with a soft mist. You have a few moments to take this in before you see a dark shadow inside of that golden glow. Mm. It moves forward with unnatural speed. And you hear a sound that sounds like the splashing, almost like the splashing sound of feet in water, in shallow water. And this soft squeaking sound that makes you think of carts or wagons. Oh my God, she's got an actual flipping chariot. Oh, does she? Suddenly, a chariot bursts from the end of the corridor. That's so cool. A bright red and gold gilt chariot pulled by two manticores, which spread their wings and take to the air, pulling the chariot up with it as they were running across the surface of the water. In the back of this war chariot is a woman covered in resplendent gold-plated armor, a wide cloak of red billowing behind her, a mummy's mask and full war headdress atop her head, resemblant enough for Sudi to recognize the warrior general Tarawet. As she takes to the air, her bow in hand, an arrow knocked, pulled back as the entire arrow crackles with electricity as she sails up into the sky. Whoa! Wow. And we'll pick it up here next time. Is it too late to say, yeah, I'm out? Just just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Two manticores. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.